Welcome back to the Brookfield Group Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And every episode, we sit down and talk with a fellow Brookfield staff member or somebody in the industry. And this time on the show, we have our VP of, let me just double check, VP of Client Services, Success, Jeff LaRavia. Jeff, thanks for joining me on the show. You are welcome and glad to be here. Thanks for having me today. Enjoyed this Monday morning. A little bit of sunshine coming out. A little bit, yeah. It's yeah. nice to it to have the sun in the morning during the summer, but it is also going to be about ninety five degrees today. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, and feel like you're in a shower when you step outside. Ninety five percent humidity. So, Jeff, client success, right? Give me a top level kind of broad overview because it's really a new term in the industry as in the business world, right? Yeah, yeah. So client success is one of those words that you look at and you think somebody might have just made this up recently. However, here at Brookfield Group, we approach it from a different perspective. We approach it from the perspective of it is truly about the success of our clients. It's truly about making their businesses work for them. And part of that has to do with partnering with them. So our team of account managers, our team of those who are client-facing here at the Brookfield Group, we are all about partnering with clients to move their business forward in what they do uh, technology-wise and in their daily activities as they sit down in front of their desk. And so client success is truly that for us. It's about making sure and partnering with our clients in their success. And it's really more above and beyond just what you think of as a traditional salesperson. Because we're, like you said, there's a lot of these other aspects of the Brookfield Group or any business that it's not just you talk to your sales rep and that's it, right? Right. There's that one point of contact. What are some other areas that the Brookfield Group provides for their customers besides just that initial sales call? Right. right. Yeah. Great question. So commonly, like you said, a salesperson is just that. It's someone that when a client would need something, they pick up the phone and they make the call or they send an email and they say, hey, you know what? We need this device. We need this firewall. We need this, whatever the box is. And they, and that's it. That's about as far as the relationship goes. So part of what we're doing that differentiates us from others, either in in the industry or differentiates us in business, is that we want to create a partnership with our clients. And we've got a number of clients that we've been working with for years, uh, even decades, that and and in helping them improve their business. And technology has changed over those years and decades. So it's not static. It never remains static. It's something that is ever evolving and ever, ever changing. So when we reach out and have those relationships uh, and and maintain those relationships with clients, it really establishes a way to better understand their business. And in doing so, we can help them in making decisions to improve how their business is done. So we we do that in part by having uh, quarterly business reviews or semi-annual business reviews where we'll sit down and have a conversation and talk about how are you using your technology What is it that that you're finding maybe is a deficiency in the way you do business day in, day out? Or what is it maybe that you are doing well? And or there are there ways to improve on that? 
and even getting as deep in, into the level of business processes, right? How, how they, a call comes in to the reception desk, reception sends it to somebody in their customer service, everything from A to Z in their business and, and throughout their day, where does technology fit in there and, and where can it better serve them? Not that we, and, and that's part of the, the difficulty for a lot of individuals and companies is that they are serving technology instead of the other way around. And you said an interesting thing about partnership. Uh, we talked with Daniel Abdallah a little while ago, and the one of the big tent posts with the Brookfield Group is we're a technology partner. We want yeah. to, it's not just us finding a solution and then when it breaks, it we fix it. It's we're following up, we're creating that relationship, like you said, to be proactive with people. Is that a big challenge for your position or, or account managers or anybody creating that translation layer between all of the big technology stuff that's going on around and right, right. converting it into, like you said, business process? Is how do, how do you make that connection between those two? Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of, yeah, a couple of things to dive in on there. So part of that is in creating this relationship, it's key to understand and know a business, right? To know our client's business, know what they do. Well, in order to do that, we have to spend time with them. So part of what our team and and what client success does with our existing customers, especially those who are contract clients, is that we will act as the account manager would act as a virtual CIO of sorts. So where a company maybe is too small to have a position like that and ha- and be able to afford a role like that, we step in and fill that role for them where we are then understanding and learning about their business day in and, and day out and how they do it. And having those, whether it's a quarterly or whether it's a semi-annual directed, focused meetings to talk about what it is that they're doing. What direction? Oftentimes the questions that we ask in those meetings are, what are your one-year, three-year, five-year goals for your company? And so oftentimes those are growth-related. Oftentimes those have to do with how they want to see their business grow. Well, it's not just through people. People are obviously the, the very core of any business. But it's the technology that those people use that will really push them forward into being able to achieve those goals, whatever they are for any individual company. So when we're having those conversations, it really uh, works well to ask those questions. And, And it's not just a, Hey, like I said before, what's the new piece of tech that you need? And, and so bridging that gap as well. So obviously us as technology folks, we know the industry, we know the business, we know technology. And so we can take and filter down and say, here, there's these stack of technology pieces that might work for your company, but others may not. And, and so oftentimes it's having those conversations or a client might even come to us and say, hey, you know what? I, I heard one of my colleagues told me about, oh, there's this brand new thing. What are you, you name it, it it's this brand new piece of, and you got to have it. You gotta, it may not fit for your company or it might be a really good fit. Yeah, it, it's that putting the pieces all together Correct. kind of thing. And I know that there's uh, there's probably definitely a lot of pushback from customers who do get those, oh, my buddy works at XYZ company and they have this great system over there that they work and I want to implement it over here. And then when our team goes and looks at it, they go, it may not be that right fit. It may not be that right. 
with your current hardware or software or applications, not everything is going to work. You can't just shoehorn every single application into processes. That, that is very true. You said very CIO. True. Yeah. CIO is what? Chief Innovation Officer. Now we hear the term CTO, mm-hmm. Chief Technology Officer. Yep. What's the big difference between the two? Yeah. So technology, the, the CTO role and, and the specific technology piece of that is that they're going to evaluate uh, specific hardware level, software level technologies for a company, for clients, and determine what it is that would best fit in their environment. And it, it, it's very much about the day in, day out of how their business works. But the major uh, defining point between CTO, CIO, the innovation side. So they're obviously very technical and, and, and they have a very uh, strong technical background, technical understanding. However, there's a little more vision involved there. There's a little, there's a little more visionary involved in that role. And so it, it's important. Uh, so it's, it's not a virtual CTO. We want to have, and because that could, again, just be somebody who says, okay, you've got uh, this uh, round hole. Well, let, we're going to get a round piece of technology and put it in that hole. Whereas a CIO might say, oh, here's this round hole where we're going to take this square peg, we're going to shave the edges off of it, and we're going to stick it in that round hole because that's what makes the most sense. So the visionary piece of a CIO means that they are looking outside the box. And that's another one of those overused terms, but it truly is. And we've got one of the best CIOs here at the Brookfield Group, Matt McBeth, who he is just fun to sit down and have a conversation with. He's fun to take to an on-site appointment with clients and talk through what it is that they do. He looks at things from a very different perspective. And so that as when a company, a client of ours has a dedicated account manager and has a dedicated uh, resource, they're also then acting as the CIO. So they are the one who is looking for different ways to fit that square peg in that round hole or to make something work that maybe is, is a little bit out, outside the box and, and wouldn't be the norm for how a technology would be used. But realizing this would be a really great use for one of our clients. And so it, it, it lends itself to, to being very creative and as well as when you know, technology is a lot of times about ones and zeros. And it's not, it, it can be to the point where it's not all that creative. But having so many options as far as uh, software is concerned, as far as hardware is, is concerned, to be able to make those work with, with the companies that we have partnered with, it, it's, it, it's fun. It, it yeah. actually ends up being a lot of fun. And I think that's one thing that's really great about the Brookfield Group is there's such a diverse level of, like you said, different perspectives because sure. we've got the development side, because we have our networking side, because we have these relationships with existing companies and our help desk team, we can really leverage a lot of those people. Right. So when you go to a customer, you look at, you become embedded in, with their system and then all of a sudden you go, oh, I know somebody over at the networking team knows exactly what would be great for this solution. So then you propose that kind of thing. You mentioned account managers. So those are the first the first contact once a customer comes on board or is interested in joining the Brookfield group. You bet. Yeah. They act as technology liaison. You said CIO, virtual CIO. Obviously they're going to be looking at projects. What do they oversee 
when working with a customer on projects. Because like we said before, Brookfield Group has a lot of different divisions. You right? bet. We have a lot of different kind of siloed off things. What's the role of the account manager with implementing something like that? You bet. Yeah. So part of, of their role is to be the liaison, as you said, to both the client externally and internally with the different resources as they may work with uh, somebody in our software development department. They might work with somebody in the help desk. They might work with somebody in the network team. So they're the ones that bridge the gap on both sides of the equation. So as they're looking at, uh, say, for instance, one of the newer technologies that we've been rolling out that the companies are now just starting to adopt because it makes sense to go from, say, a paper system to uh, an electronic system. A lot of those would be anybody in the service field, anybody in the service industry where they would go out on site and they would have a service ticket and that service ticket would be a piece of paper and they'd fill out that piece of paper. And then they'd have the person that they did the work for, they'd sign it and they would give them a copy of that. Now we can take all that paper and we can turn it into an electronic version. And so projects such as those, we actually have a couple that we're working on right now where it's a mechanical and air and, and heating and air uh, company where they are able to convert from their paper system and go to either a phone and use, use the phone that's been provided by the company, or they can go to a tablet and utilize that tablet in order to take and translate all that so that they're not carrying around the paper and it's immediately uploaded. So our account managers work through the entire process. So from the original the original genesis of the project and, and the ideation of the project where they are considering what needs to be done, how they currently handle it with whatever the process is, whether it's a, a paper process or not, and talking that through with the client and having the conversation of, okay, this is how we do it now. And do you want to continue doing that way and then just make it electronic? Or is there something more that you want out of it? So it's having that conversation at the very beginning and then all the way through setting up our software development team so that uh, bringing them into the conversation and having them uh, be a part of the scoping of the project. And all the while being involved in that, uh, the account manager is then responsible as liaison internally to then communicate back with the client externally to say, hey, here's where we're at. And then also scheduling of additional meetings and additional conversations that would need to be had throughout the the entire timeline or life cycle of that project. So the, uh, there's a lot that gets done through the account manager because they know the client best. They hold the relationship and, and they've got the best, they know best what how to communicate and how best to, to make, oftentimes it's explaining jargon that might not make sense uh, and, and, and trying to convert it into something that does. Yeah, and a lot of times it's not only converting jargon between the Brookfield Group and the customer, it's translate, translating jargon between internal groups within the company as well. You bet. Where you you're bet. going from procurement and hardware to... Right help desk to software development. So they really have to be multidisciplinary to understand all of those moving parts simultaneously and where those things need to go. And, who needs, not, get, and then who needs to get trained on the information too. Yeah, because not everybody speaks the same language, even at, within our company. What are some misconceptions about client success? So I would say probably the number one misconception would be along the lines of that we are sales only. That might be uh, 
one of the top misconceptions and misunderstandings about what we do. So we're not just driven by sales. We are truly driven by, we want the best outcome for our clients because here's the cool part. As our clients grow, we grow and, and we can continue to add to our groups, whether it be the help desk group, whether it be software development, networking team, whether it be our data center, growing whatever parts of that in order to better serve our clients and make sure that they're being provided with the best level of service that, that we can possibly provide. So that's probably one area, probably the top area where client success is only considered a, a synonym for sales when that's not, yeah, that's a part of what we do. And that's certainly uh, what makes the business run is if we didn't have that, then, then the business wouldn't, wouldn't be running very well. However, that's not the, the base product of what we do. And what we do instead is creating those relationships that help companies grow through the technology that they adopt through their business processes and, and so forth. Yeah, it basically the best definition of client success is what you said, and the misconception is that it's always sales. It, yep. And then when I first heard client success, I'm like, oh, that's just another weird jargon word that really doesn't mean anything. But like you explained, it means a whole lot more than just that first interaction with a customer and then selling them a product and sending them an invoice. COVID-19, but we're still in the middle of it when this comes out. Yes. It's changed a lot of business processes, where people are working from home. How has that changed account managers' behavior, client success manager behavior? I know that in our office, we're really, there's a lot more remote happening, you know, per guidance and per individuals wanting to. How has your team changed its way it does things with what we're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. So at the outset, we're not going out and, and doing as many on-site visits or at all uh, to have those business reviews with clients. However, the interesting part is that because the, because it's ever changing and, and because of, of what's been going on, we see the, the shifts in our clients. So there, there's been, some, there actually been some really interesting occurrences that, and trends that we've seen as we uh, progress through this. One of them being companies who previously, and clients of ours who previously thought that their employees could not work remotely are finding that, oh, you know what? It's possible. And it, it's something that's actually doable. And it's something where they can, they're actually productive and, and maybe even at times more productive than they were at the office. The And, and so that, that's been an interesting uh, road to walk down and have those conversations with clients because obviously some require face-to-face -face interaction. Some of our clients require face-to-face -face with their the companies or, or the clients that they work with. However, for those that don't, it, it makes sense. And there have been uh, a couple of, of companies that have realized what we don't really even need to have a brick and mortar necessarily anymore. We don't need to have this space that we fill when all of our workforce, whether it be sales, customer service, the administrative staff, whomever, they're all able to do it remotely. They're all able to do it when they're working from home. And so it's been interesting to, to have that conversation with, with clients about how it's changed, how it's changed for them, and then what that looks like. A quick example is we had a few clients that 
as soon as uh, COVID and, and the quarantine and, and the shelter at home was put in place, they immediately went and looked for laptops or they immediately went and looked for cameras or microphones in order to be able to have the remote meetings and do those kinds of things. However, what we found was those were pretty quickly in short order. There was not a whole lot because they, everybody had already ordered so many. So that put them in a space where they had to figure out different ways of doing it. So we found ourselves quickly uh, pivoting, to use a, a term from today, pivoting in order to make those changes and help them to get access that they needed. So whether it was from maybe a personal computer at home that they used and now became a business computer where they would use a VPN to get into their office or use a VPN to, to get access to the data and files that they need, or being able to shift them to, say, a cloud solution where they could then get it from any device and, and access it from any device. So it's been, it has definitely been an interesting road to see over the last months and, and how it, it has changed and changed drastically even from what we originally thought it might even be. And we'll definitely see more change happening. I don't think there's anything slowing down with companies really rethinking physical space, what their technology actually does for them. I think it's giving a lot of companies a wake-up call of we've sat on this old technology debt for so long and now we can't have people work from home because of our systems are so old. And so right. the client success team is really there to go, all right, here's what you need to implement. This new workflow, setup, hardware, software, so you're, so the rest of your staff can be up into the 21st century for a lot of companies right, right. working from home yep. um, or remote. And if when we see six, 12, 18 months down the line, I think a lot of companies will be using that knowledge that they learned now to say we don't need a giant space anymore, which is going to change right. technology. It's going to change. It's going to change business processes. It's going to change a lot of things. And it's going to be interesting to look at that. And, and I know that our team is definitely have, has been that forward thinking thought leader. Right. I don't want to use that, that overused <laughs> term, but you use an overused term. That's right. That's right. We get one, we get one, one, one we'll per episode. One. Yeah. That's it. Jeff, thanks for joining me on the show. I appreciate you taking the time. And thank you for listening to the Brookfield Group podcast. You can find out more about the Brookfield Group by going to thebrookfieldgroup.com. Brookfield Group.